Hello and welcome to Giant Mess, a sloppy sports and entertainment talk show hosted by a giant mess. That's me, the real cinch Neil Lynch. On this show, we talk about a little bit of everything from New York Giants football to New York Mets baseball, but also some movies some TV shows and comedy, life lessons, life stories. It runs the gamut, folks. Who am I? I'm Neil Lynch. I'm an Irish, Italian, American who graduated from a Catholic high school, but is not Catholic. And then I earned a couple of overpriced degrees from a college known for producing doctors and lacrosse players. And uh, spoiler alert, neither of those things happened. What was I thinking? Instead, I like to tell stories. Those stories have moments that will make you laugh, make you cry, you gasp, clutch those pearls of yours. You can leave a voicemail at 862-248-1986. Big year. Don't know if we'll ever see that kind of year again. The year my sister was born. The year the Giants and Mets won a world championship in the same year. What a year. Seems like it's also a big year in movies and TV shows. I should probably do a deep dive on that. Anyway, you can subscribe to Giant Mess on YouTube. Go to youtube.com slash Neil Lynch or Real Cinch or Giant Mess. Follow me on the official blog, neillynch.com. Trying to keep it up to date for y'all. Go on Facebook.com slash Giant Mess, Real Cinch on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to this freaking pod, dude. Wherever you're casting, bruh. Wherever you're putting the audio into your ear canal. Just take that little tap, tap, tap you got on the end of your hand and click for me one time, will ya? Subscribe. That's good. That's like my new thing. Uh, people like Some people like to say, hey, you should sub. You should sub to this channel. I say you scribe, bro. I'm a scribe. Why don't you scribe? So let us get it cranking, y'all. So I've been pretty much DOA, MIA all week. It's been brutal. I still haven't fully recovered from my trip down to South Carolina. Whatever I picked up down there, it has got me on the ropes. I had a friend ask, "Have you? do you have COVID? And if this is COVID, it sucks, but maybe it's because I'm vaccinated and boosted. And maybe I need to get boosted again. But uh, as of right now, if this is COVID, um, it is mildly irritating. If it's not COVID, it is excessively irritating. Because it's like, what's going on here? Pink eye? Yeah, pink eye. I got the pink eye. I not, no one wants to talk about pink eye. And I get it. You don't want to hear about pink eye. Would you rather I say conjunctivitis? Does that make you feel better? Does that make you not cringe? All over the body? Either way, pink eye conjunctivitis, it's, a, it's an eye problem. It's an eye issue. The first. <laughs> The first time you ever get pink eye, and I've had a I've had a long sorted history with pink eye, dating back to mostly contacts. When I started to get contacts, I think that was in college, maybe sophomore, junior year, when it was like I was on the mount. I know the exact moment I was like, "Yep, eyesight has officially gone sideways. I can't see a damn thing." It was a JV game. <laughs> Cause that's who you're talking to, Mr. JV. Okay. And on the mound, looking in to get a sign for my catcher. It was dark. The lighting, I don't know if you're familiar with D3 funding, D3 athletic funding, the financial support that D3 sports get. Not great. And so I think we were trying to squeeze in an afternoon game for, for that the JV level D3. God bless you if you were in attendance. Love you. Especially if you're not a family or friend. What the hell are you doing, dude? But uh, yeah, D- JV D3, trying to get a sign, trying to pick up the signs for my catcher. And uh, he was trying his darndest. Dom. I can't, I don't know if I'm allowed to, to give his last name. He's a doctor now. He's, he's doing what I should be doing. He's a doctor. Fantastic dude. And he, I remember he put like athletic tape on his fingers. He put uh, fingernail, white fingernail polish. He was doing everything in his goddamn power and his control to get me that sign. A signal for a pitch that was 
gonna get crushed, gonna get smoked for show. So uh, I remember squinting and squinting and squinting and being like, yeah, I think it's time. I think it's time to get some glasses and contacts. And then I abused the fuck out of the contacts. You know that point when you go to an eye doctor for all those people out there who who have crappy eyes like me? For all you 2020 folks, get lost, okay? <laughs> get lost. We don't need your perfect ass ruining this story. So you go to the eye doctor and the, there's the whole spiel that the eye doctor gives you. They're like, hey, man. Like, here's how you take care of your eyes and your contacts. You are a new user. You need to know these things. And that is where I immediately tuned out. I was like, uh-huh. And then I immediately started thinking about, oh, you know, oh, I really like to hook up with that girl again. Or like, oh, man, you know, the Giants are on a roll. Or like, oh, that suck. You know, it's just completely, yep, uh-huh, uh-huh, yep. And then didn't, it didn't absorb, didn't digest whatsoever. But it's like, hey, dude, you know. And this is back when, before they outlawed smoking in bars. So, you know, you wear the contacts of the bar. The, all the smoke in the room just finds its merry little way into your sockets, into your uh, retinas and your irises and all up in there, in your pupils, in your pupils. And it gets locked in. Your contacts are like, give it to me. Give me that hot, that sweet, that stiff, that gish. And it just sticks. And it's like a stage five clinger. The smoke is a stage five clinger on my contact. And then, you know, you mix in a couple cocktails and bend a few elbows. And then you just straight up forget to take your contacts out. A, because you're a new user. B, because you're young, dumb, and full of hey And you just forget. And you usually fall asleep in your clothes. And it's not passing out. It's just falling asleep in your clothes because it was comfortable. And it's like, why can't I dress? This is so comfortable. I just need to lay down for a little bit. So you usually fall asleep, not pass out in your contacts. And then you wake up and it's, uh, yeah, pink eye, pretty much. Um, conjunctivitis, what have you. And so I, I, there, the, I mean, you think it, one and done would be the way to go? Like, okay, lesson learned. Don't leave my contacts in. Like, take them out. No matter where you are, take them out, take them out. And nope, didn't happen. I, it took me, and I told this story probably on a previous episode, definitely in a blog post where it was right around the Super Bowl, I think Eagles Patriots 2004, 2005. And we just went hog wild. I had my contacts in, we were smoking cigars in the apartment. You know, it's just pandemonium, like the no holds barred and went to bed, woke up, couldn't, could barely open my eyes. And I think this happened back to back weekends of the NFL playoffs. If not back to back weekends, it was like, it was like divisional round. This happened championship game and conference championship didn't happen. Super Bowl happened. Like, how do you let this happen two of the past three weekends? Wow, bro. Wow. Congratulations. You played yourself. So yeah, it was the divisional round. And that was at the point where like, I literally had to wear sunglasses for two days straight. Cause it was like any kind of light that went to my eye, it was, it was, it was machete to my cerebellum, machete, pins and needles, knives, just going in and out of my eyeballs and head. And it was just, it was disaster. I mean, I, I, I mean, I was, and I had three roommates at the time they brought over friends and they all just sat and laughed at me the entire time. Like how, what kind of an idiot are you looking at your Ray Charles looking ass? Your Stevie Wonder looking ass. So yeah, I was blinded by the light and revved up like a deuce in the middle of the night. Two weeks later, it could have been three weeks because I don't know if there was a bye after the conference championship game. Super Bowl Eagles Patriots did it again. This time it was so bad that I called out of work because you know Super Bowl's on a Sunday. Stupid needs to be on a Saturday. I called out of work the next day, which it's like if you're if you are a manager and you have an employee, a dude in his 
young mid to early 20s just immediately pencil him in for an off day the day after a super bowl he's not coming in if he does come in the productivity level is gonna be through the floor so i called out sick and i was like i this is bad like i can't i can't even I, at least i could kind of open my eyes two three weeks earlier this one was like couldn't even open my eyes so I like immediately call the eye doctor. I'm like, I, I think I think I've gone blind, or I think I'm about to lose my eyeballs out of my skull. They said, "Come on in." I said, "Okay." Uh, well, obviously I can't drive, so I'm not going to be driving there. Um, so maybe I'll just call a taxi or cab. There's no Uber at this point because that's how old I am. And I remember like getting dressed, not even knowing what I'm putting on. I'm pretty sure I put on two different types of sock. Uh, might have been wearing shorts in February. Like it was, it was brutal. I don't even know what. I mean, I just threw something on. I was like, I just can't be naked, essentially. Just don't be nude and you'll be fine. I remember walking out to the street, like slowly, gingerly making my way to the street because everything's a blob. Everything's foggy as fuck. So gingerly making my way out to the street and trying to hail a cab or call a cab. And it's like every single vehicle or what I think is a vehicle passing by me could potentially be a cab. So I'm hailing everything and everyone. And eventually got there and she... Ended up peeling the contacts off each eyeball. Like, literally had some kind of pliers or something and went and and you could hear it like ripping off my eyeball. Like, both contacts. Meanwhile, I thought I had taken them out. I was like, you know, you ever do that where you you think you have your contacts in? Or you're like, did I, did I leave them in or did I take them out? And so you go to take them out and you touch your eyeball and you go, oh. And so I thought that was happening. And it turns out, no, you were actually touching your contact. You just, that's how far gone you be, boy. That's how far gone you gone. So uh, that was pretty brutal. Um, but you think that would be it, right? Almost losing my vision permanently. You think that would be the, the final straw, but no. It's probably happened to me a, a good dozen more times after that. Eventually to the point where I think just recently... In the past year or two, I switched to dailies. Um, and there were times, and how does that keep happening? A great question, because I didn't use dailies. I would use the 14 day ones and I would just, I would, I would, I would use them and use them and use them up. Like it didn't matter where I went or what I put in my eyes. I would, the, I would just put it back in the solution, you know, the little contact carrying case, which I brought out with me to two bars. This is how <laughs> my mom thinks I have a spending problem. And I, to her, I say, you did you ever see me try and save contacts that did not deserve to be saved? All because he didn't want to go through a pair of contacts. I mean, there have been plenty of times where it's like, hey, Neil, just throw them out, dude. Like, this is, they're not, this, you're doing more damage. Like, financially, it can't be that much to just move on to another pair of contacts. But nope. I, and this is, and it just doesn't go for contacts. It goes for pretty much anything I try to save tonight and fight the break of dawn. Uh... So yeah, I just, I, I'm a big time saver slash hoarder. So that would make sense about the contacts. And so it would be like, oh, you just went out to bar. You just had like um, Snoop Dogg blowing rings in your, directly into your retina, to your iris. Uh, maybe ch- toss those. It's like, nope, dude, you don't get it. I got some new contact lens solution in this case. It'll, it's a cure all. It'll get rid of all that. And so, uh, plenty of times where it's like I eat like I just got done eating jalapeno nachos or like a taco with hot sauce and sriracha and it's like all right no need to wash my hands what are you an idiot time to just throw in these bad boys how many times that I've scorched my eyeballs because I just forgot to what wash my hands 
thoroughly with soap or hand sanitizer. Yeah. So I, I can't believe my eyes are still functioning after all the abuse I've put it through. Um, and sure enough, I haven't had it in a long time, a long, long time. I mean, college, I can't imagine what my college friends or even anyone I went to college with, um, what they must have thought about me. Because it was like I was enduring physical things that I'd never endured before. And I had no idea what caused them. I didn't had no idea how to get rid of it. But I'm sure, uh, you know, it's my naivete, me being a late bloomer, that they were all just like, is this kid for real? Like, how, like, is he, like, did he do a body swap with like a 12-year-old? Like, how does he not know all this stuff by now? But nope, it was just like, oh, it's just me being like, yeah, I don't know what happened. And my eyes are just completely crusted over. Anyway, yeah, we got back to that. I, I did a little time traveling and went back to that time because I don't know what I did with these contacts or how. And that's why, you know, no glasses on tonight because I know everyone hates the, the light rings on the lenses. So this is for you. I'm flying blind right now. If you're watching the video, I don't have my contacts in, so I might be a little Squints McGee here and there. Throwback to my Halloween costume when I was Squints Eastwood, a mashup of Squints from The Sandlot and Clint Eastwood. Wow. But uh, yeah, so went back in time, did a little uh, getting the boys back together and got some pink eye. Not sure how I was wearing contacts, and now it's like, a, maybe just stop wearing contacts, Neil. I don't care if you're wearing the dailies now. Like, just stop. Because every morning I wake up and I look like, uh, what is that? I mean, uh, name a horror movie. Where, like the eyelids are crusted over and sewn shut. It's like, that is me every morning of the past week. It is just horrible. So trying to get control under that, I ended up getting these pink eye drops that are like amazing. I don't, I forget the brand name, but like I put them in this morning and it's been a godsend. It feels like, uh, uh, what's pink eye? I don't even know. What, who? That's a thing. And... So that's been great. And then I'm just pumping my body with all kinds of, I, I've OD'd on vitamin C pretty much. I got the immune support. I went with the generic immune support, not emergency, not airborne. I was like, I'm going to save 70 cents because that's where I am in life right now. Trying to pinch the shit out of every penny I come across. So got that, got Pedialyte, cough drops. I mean, I, I went all out. It's like an onslaught. It's like, all right, body, you don't want to ship up and shape up. Well, then here you go. I'm going to bombard you with all kinds of vitamins that are probably doing irreparable damage to my kidney and liver. All right. Thank God. On top of being out of it, just dead to the world pretty much, where I can't really do much. Um, on Friday night, I was just like, screw it. I was just like, you know, my body's a temple. I get it. Great. I'm just going to try and kill it all with alcohol. <laughs> I was like, all right. I think I get this now. You ever get to that point where it's like, all right, I've been sick enough. As I take a drink from my Vizzy, I've been sick enough for long enough. It's not getting any better. Let's just see how much worse it can get. <laughs> so yeah, I, I um, doused myself in booze to try and, I was like, maybe that'll do it. Maybe just like all the toxins and poisons will then like kick the crap out of any other uh, bacteria or viruses. We're like, hey man, this is our turf, okay? Move along. So, uh, yeah, I went, I went that route and it actually kind of worked. <laughs> it actually felt better than I would normally on a Saturday. So got a lot of crap done on that Saturday. The main, the main thing I'm dealing with right now that is, is, uh, driving me up a wall and I can't figure it out. It's two things. We're getting real gross and graphic so far in this episode and it's not gonna, it's not gonna temper down. It's not gonna calm down. It's not gonna go away. So, you know, buckle up. 
My toilet smells. Okay, I've cleaned it. And I know there are a lot of friends out there who know me and are like, Neil, you've never cleaned a toilet in your life. And to them, I say, yeah, you're pretty much right. Okay, most of the time, 99% of the time, 95% of the time when I was younger, no, I did not clean much. I didn't clean at all, pretty much. It's a slob. This is called giant mess. I'm a giant mess. I'm not pulling any punches. I do clean more frequently, a lot more now. I'm probably not still at the point where I need to be, but it's not as bad as it was. So yes, I've cleaned my toilet a lot. And part of this target run, in addition to like trying to smother and put out this like illness that is, that is uh, flaming up and burning an inferno in my, in my soul was trying to get this toilet smell under control. And I looked it up, I Googled it. And I was like, I gotta make sure I do incognito mode just in case I like die, drop dead. And people are like, Oh, use the toilet smell. Oh, what is he into freak? So did a search and it was like, ah, it could be one of 11 million reasons. So I'm like, okay, great. Well, I've cleaned it and this is a problem where people clean it and it still stinks. And so I ended up getting like these Clorox bleach and something tablets that you can just drop in the tank, which is like, that's, that's me in a nutshell. It's like, give me something that I can drop in something and then walk away and I'm great. Like, I don't have to do anything except drop it into a something. Great. That's, that's where my level of doing stuff. It's like if someone was like, hey, if you take this uh, this kitten and you just crush its skull over your carpet, the whole carpet gets clean. I'd be like, okay, let's do it. So <laughs> I just, uh, you know, I'm not good at cleaning. And yeah, that's that. Drop the tablet in and it's all blue, which to me, I'm a visual guy. So when I see the blue, I'm like, it's working. And then I've gone, I've used the the turlet a good three, four, five times today since dropping the tablet in. It still stinks. Just like, what is happening here? Like, okay, I need to clean inside the tank. People do that on a regular basis. There are some people out there where it's like, I've told some stories and they can't bear to hear the ending just because they're so grossed out and disgusted. And they're in there cleaning the tank. They're cleaning the friggin' tank. Okay, cool. So I did brush the tank a little bit before dropping the tablet in. I don't know if that worked, but maybe there's like a sewage backup. So on top of that, I got that going on. I mean, this is the, I mean, you want to talk about sad dad pad? I'd take sad dad pad to a whole nother level, boss level. On top of that, there's like a fruit fly situation, which they aren't or may, might not be fruit flies. Not quite sure. My thought is that they're more drain flies because I didn't got I ain't got snow fruits out on the counter anymore. You know, I put out the uh, bananas and avocado for like half a day, maybe, and then that went back in the fridge. So there's no fruits to speak of. I cleaned down, wiped down all the surfaces around the kitchen sink, bathroom sink, shower. I concocted and mixed together after some googling, baking soda and lemon juice down the drains, you know, mix that together, pour it down the drain and it's supposed, it's supposed to do some kind of chemical reaction, get all sciencey up in there. You flush it out and you're supposed to be, I would think you're good to go, right? These fly, I mean, I'm living in a horror movie and I know it's October and I know Halloween's coming up and I know that's probably in the back of my head and that's what's causing this, but I'm in a horror movie right now. Is it a good horror movie? Nah. It's kind of a mundane, everyday ho-hum horror movie where it's like, Oh, you wake up and your eyes are crusted over and closed and you look like someone cut out your eyeballs. And there are these little flies everywhere indicating that there's like what rotting meat, a corpse somewhere in the apartment. Jesus. 
And then you, and then the toilet smells. So there's like smells and visuals and feelings. And it's just all very scary at this point. It's very gross and disgusting and scary. I'm in a horror movie. So I went and got these fruit fly traps, like these, I think it's from Taro. They look like two little apples slash strawberries where they have these little openings on the top and they give you like a little, almost looks like a Visine bottle of liquid. You pour half in one, you pour half in the other, a squirt, 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 squirt. And then you put one, you know, I put one by the bathroom sink, I put one by the kitchen sink. These flies, dude, don't give a shit about whatever is that solution. Like, you got a solution? Yo, we got a problem. Let's not solve it. So I don't know what to do about the flies. I think the flies might be related to the toilet. I don't know. But for anyone who's like, hey, Neil, why don't you, why don't we come over and look at you? You never invite us over to your apartment so we can come see it. And you give us the tour. I was like, you, you, you would defriend me. You would unfollow quickly if you came to my, my sad dad pad right now. It is not, it's not, it's just bad. It's a bad dad pad at this point. Even after all the cleaning I did, like thorough, as thorough as I can be. It's just, it, it still looks like, okay, this is where the killer's keeping all the bodies, dead bodies. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. So, yeah. But hopefully we're on the up and up. I don't know if any of this is going to work, but we'll see. I do have to say, I ordered Uno's Pizzeria on Sunday because I was like, big win by the Giants. We got to celebrate big. And that means, when, when I say celebrate big, that means gorging and binging on all kinds of horrific foods for my, for my health and really just uh, doing uh, so much bodily damage. So I decided, uh, uh, I haven't given Uno's a try. It's got high ratings. Let's do it. Can't do Papa John's again, even though I dig what Papa John's has given me. It's like, I, I, you know, I want a little variety and I want to know like what else is out there. Might as well give everything in the, in the, the area, area a shot, right? What could I be missing out on? FOMO to the max. So order Una's Pizzeria. And uh, normally it's a Chicago style pizzeria. So you normally, if you're getting something from Uno's, you would get deep dish. I did not do that because even when I'm voluntarily choosing to do damage to my body, whether it be alcohol or food, it's like, well, I want to get the healthiest version of the worst food. <laughs> it's like my, my buddy always references that SNL skit with Will Ferrell. Where he's like, I got the most expensive plastic surgery from the cheapest plastic surgeon. Butchered it. Got it. I'm getting the most expensive surgery from the cheapest surgeon I could find. Nailed it. Yeah. So that's kind of me with bad food and alcohol, you know. Um, that's why I drink the hard seltzers that are like, ah, grandma sugar, you know. I mean, it's, it's tasty. It's refreshing. There are other drinks that I like more. Mudslides, but you know, mudslides lead to gout, and I can't have that. Likewise, I freaking I was Mr. Meat Lovers Pizza for the longest time, but I was like, all right, I'm gonna get chicken wings, probably not from Uno's because I don't even know if Uno's has chicken wings, but if they do, probably not great. It's, 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 I'm very confused how every commercial I see on Football Sunday is like, order pizza and wings, order pizza and wings, order pizza and wings. Order pizza and wings. Order pizza and wings. And then you order the pizza and wings and either, and one of those two things sucks. How in the year 2022, after all these years of pizza and wings being a goddamn thing on football Sunday, how has no one mastered 
pizza and wings. You either get a great pizza from a good pizzeria that has like wings that are like these aren't what are these aren't these aren't chicken wings. I know that. Or you get a you go to like a, you can go to a Buffalo Wild Wings and get chicken wings, but then their pizza is like here's a fucking flatbread that's P.S. cardboard with yism on it. So and the quest continues. I mean, Papa John's is not bad when it comes to the wings and pizza, but I was like, I feel like I can do better. That's just me. Always trying to improve. And so uh, Uno's Pizzeria, I ordered the thin crust because that's, that's normal. First of all, you can knock me if you want, but why is Uno's serving thin crust pizza? They offer it. I know Chicago pizza is known for their deep dish, but they're offering thin crust. And if they're going to offer it, I'm going to take it. So I ordered the thin crust with uh, trying to get all the veggies on top. Take a gander. Take a goddamn educated guess about how much this one pizza that was 16 inches in diameter. What the dollar amount, what the value is on. Oh, wait. $37 without tax, without delivery. So that's a good, that's a, a 40 some odd. <laughs> and I, I was like, you know what? The Giants won. And now is not a time to be frugal. Now is a time to get excessive. When, when are we, we haven't been in this situation forever. So we got to, we got to fucking do it up right. And that means ordering an extremely overpriced pizza that you will Definitely not be disappointed in, right? So it's like $37 because I, you know, it comes with certain vegetables, but it's like, if you're going to have a veggie pizza, well, then can you put all the veggies on it? Like, this is not a, like, if you say the garden pizza, you got to give me the whole garden, dude. So they, it comes, I open it up and it's like this thin crust with the veggies on it. And it's cut in such a way that I don't know if maybe this is the thing that you normally do. If it, I don't know if this is a Uno's thing or if this is a, a thin crust thing. Because I guess I haven't really ordered thin crust that much maybe in my past. This might be the first time ever. Hmm. Cut, not like cut my life into pieces. This is my last resort. Not cut in triangles, you know, across. You half it, you half it, you half it, you half it, and you got eight. You got eight slices right there. This was cut into like by squares. What is that how thin crust is done? Or is that how Uno's does it? Or is just Uno's thin crust? I don't know, but I was extremely put off because it's like, well, now I have like, there's probably at least three or four segments that are just crust. It's like, yeah, I don't normally eat the crust, but it's weird to see all that crust before I've eaten anything. I just like, it's just completely threw me off. <clears throat> definitely not worth the money as is much these days just not worth the money i went i mean i went to the liquor store and i was looking at hard seltzers and i was like how have we not how is not how has not how has anyone not created a hard seltzer that is just reasonable like i can't imagine that it must be that expensive to create a hard seltzer and yet it's short of roof with the prices high noon is the most egregious i love High noon. I will get high noon if I'm with a bachelor party out and about with other people that are also getting high noons from the bar. I will get it. It's almost more cost effective to get it at the freaking bar than it is <laughs> at the liquor store. What was it? Like 18 bucks for eight? Fuck out of here, dude. And yeah, that, that makes me a poor. I'm a poor. Welcome. Poverty, not so bad. Vizzy is not that much better. I think it was like 1999 for 12. 
even though, like the Bud Light seltzers are like twenty four. Like the, the Bud Light seltzers might be the might might be the most affordable, but at the same time, it's like Jesus. Can we just make a? F-? My sister was telling me when I was down in South Carolina about a seltzer that um someone created a Kickstarter. It was supposed to be like pumpkin spice latte hard seltzer, and I was like, you know what? I'm basic. I'm a basic batch. I will drink that, and I will love that. Oh, you can order online. Sweet. How much is it? I think it was like 35 for 12 cans, $35. And it doesn't include shipping or tax or anything like that. So you're looking at a good 45 to $50 for 12 cans of pumpkin spice latte, hard seltzer. No, dude. I mean, that is like, yeah, we know who your demo is, who your audience is, your target audience. And they've got, they've got platinums and they got the black cards and they got those kind of, that kind of shit set up. But for Joe Schmo, for da- sad dads, then it's not going to cut it. And even the Vizzies, I'm like, oh, I'm splurging. So, yeah, it's it seems like everything that I look at nowadays. Like I went to I went to Target for a simple grocery run. Didn't feel like I got that much. I got like enough food for the week, pretty much. It was like $125. I don't feel like I'm getting expensive shit. It's just like, yet bananas are like a cent. For a bunch. Is that because we're just someone somewhere in a factory is like genetically splicing bananas and, and we're, it's man-made at this point? It's not even like nature. It's not natural. It's just manufactured. Is that why it's so freaking cheap for bananas? How come all fruits can't be like that? God damn. Yeah. So that's, uh, hey, Neil, how do you know if you're getting older? This right here, just complaining about prices and inflation. <laughs> that's just like... And yet I still spend, it's just like, you know, the wings. So to, to finish up the pizza story, Uno's Pizzeria, I was like, all right, I'm not going to go wings here. Cause I got a pretty good hunch that these wings are going to stink. So I'm just going to order the pizza from there and then I'll order wings from somewhere else. So I ordered the pizza <laughs> Uber eats with the tip, then ordered wings from another place near uh, the university campus. And I was like, believe me, if anyone's going to do wings, right. It's wings places near college campuses. If you want good wings, just go to any college campus and they have to. I think they're legally required to have a wings place in the area, a wing spot. I mean, I remember, I've said this in the pod, throwing a complete game masterpiece. Six runs, six earned, <laughs> nine hits, uh, one strikeout. You know, I went to complete game, 144 pitches. I go to the uh, PJs, which is, I don't even know if it's still open there, but it's like the Lee campus pub and get in there. And I'm finally of age, I think, because it was senior year. <laughs> I was finally 21 and, uh, couldn't be turned away. So F you, Jerry. And then well, the wings and yings, dude, wings and yinglings. And it was like tw- $5, five cent wings. Ha <sighs> ha. Now, granted, that was 2002, spring of 2002. I get it. It's been 20 plus years. But how did we go from five cent wings? And who knows? Maybe they, maybe those weren't actually chickens, but they it tasted freaking great, especially at that price. With with like yinglings that were a dollar, like dollar yinglings and like five cent wings. Give it all to me, dude. That'll bring my arm back to normal. It won't make me feel. It won't feel like a freaking noodle. How do we go from that to now wings are like three to four dollars a wing, maybe more, even Buffalo Wild Wings like, hey, Buffalo Wild Wings, 
Now's the time we need you most. Apparently there's like a chicken wing shortage everywhere and that's why it's so expensive. Do the supply chain and like you are the wings, you are the go-to wing chain. You gotta do something about this. Like it's, it's almost like suck it up, okay? You're gonna lose a lot of money, but suck it up because otherwise, like, I can't. What? $20 for 10 wings? And I think that's the cheapest I could find. Like, $18 for eight wings. I just can't do it, dude. Yet the boneless wings are less expensive, which is also kind of a mind fuck. Like, how does that happen? Very weird. I don't, I, a more motivated me would do an investigative report, but sorry. Sorry, not sorry. So I ordered wings from this place called, and I should have known the red flag when I was on Uber Eats because it was like, uh, it's, it's, it, there were two different quote unquote places, but that had the same address. So it was like Firebelly Wings and then like Wild Wild Wings or something like that. Like two different names for wing restaurants, but they both had the same address. And I was thinking, myself, and I, you think that like I saw it, it seemed weird, seemed odd, but I was like, hmm, these can't be the same restaurant. Why would they give up two different names? It turns out so the guy the guy delivers the wings and it's that they look they look malnourished. They look like malnourished starving chickens. Like these chickens have not been they've been held hostage in a basement, possibly me. And there's like no meat on these. They they look awful. Like the equivalent of fluorescent lighting in a in a like otherwise non-decorative office setting. Like just that, that's the equivalent. Like someone let these out, left them out and they just like scooped them up and threw them in there. Like I don't know, what these, these chickens are bad chickens. Like they, they got involved. With, this one's addicted to heroin for sure. Like these, these look gaunt, jaunt, like all the aunts. And so I was like, well, this, well, these automatic, like just looking at them, they're going to suck. And sure enough, it's uh, an Indian place. Yeah. I don't know how Uber Eats allows this to happen, but I guess that's, it's fair game considering Chuck E. Cheese does this with their uh, pizza. They just, they, 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 there's Chuck E. Cheese. And then to, so people don't catch on that it's Chuck E. Cheese pizza because Chuck E. Cheese pizza gets such rave reviews, right? Everyone freaking hates the Chuck E. Cheese pizza. They, they, it goes under the name Pasquale's. So Pasquale's Kitchen is on Uber Eats. And I'm like, no, 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 you're not going to get me because I know that's Chuck E. Cheese and that ain't happening, bro. Well, I learned that lesson with this Indian restaurant. No offense. No offense. No offense. But chicken wings, buffalo wings, not necessarily Indian food, dude. And, um, you know, not to like presume, not to assume, but I don't trust an Indian or any restaurant other than a wing restaurant and uh, I guess maybe a pizzeria to do wings the right, the right way. Like a bar a pub. Those are the acceptable restaurants that can put out a decent chicken wing. Indian restaurant? No, dude. Absolutely not. Maybe you find some decent chicken wings at like a Chinese place, um, like a teriyaki. Not bad. Just no. And uh, and I was like, I've been bamboozled. I've been hoodwinked. And I wanted to write a letter. Because it's like, that's not cool, man. You're an Indian restaurant and you've, what, you got into the chicken wing game for what reason? And now you're trying to pass it off as like, oh, this is not, whoa, no, this is completely separate. This is just... And then you put up two of those venues on Uber Eats. It's almost like an A-B test where it's it's a glitched out malfunctioning A-B test. Like I'm seeing A and B, fellas. <laughs> I need A or B. Like they, they're like, whoa, what will sell these wings? Man, we got in way too deep on this wing order. 
All right, let's do fire belly wings. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. It's like, yeah, gastrointestinal volatility. I like that. I like that. And then for the other one, let's get a little, let's get a little nuts with it. Wild, wild west wings. And it's like, well, you nailed it because Americans love the wild west. And Americans also love to have fire in their belly. So learn my lesson. Never again. So still on the hunt. Still on the quest for the perfect pizza and wings combo. I'm tempted to do dominoes and try and get like creative with the pizza to, to see if I can like have it like fudge with it and fidget with it enough to get to a place where it doesn't exactly taste like Domino's pizza. <laughs> but of course that will ring me. That will call, that will run me 50 or $60 to get the pizza that I actually want. I've priced it out. It's close to 50 bucks for a pizza, dude. Do you remember in high school? And I'm talking to people my age in high school, your moms, are your pops or your legal guardian, your grandma, your grandpa, your aunt, your uncle. They're like, Hey, we're going out. It's just you in the house. Here's a 20. Get yourself a pizza, get yourself some wings. And I freaking did. And I had changed. Understandably, that was 25 plus years ago, almost 30 goddamn years ago. But how do we go from a 20 will get you pizza and wings to a 20 won't get you either pizza or wings? <laughs> like, what the fudge? That now there is this one wing place called Wing It and Grill. I've done far too much research on this. There's a place called Wing It and Grill. But it's very sus, as the kids would say, suspicious, their pricing. Because it's like, how is everyone else? I mean, yeah, I get it. There's no, there's no pleasing you, Neil. Yeah, hard to please. Get it. Got it good. There, the, P, the pricing doesn't seem right. Because it's every other place I've looked at, it's like every, every wing is like three to four bucks. But yet this place is like, how about 75 pieces, like 55 bucks? Or how about 20 some odd pieces for like, 750. It's like, I don't believe you. I don't, I like it, but in this, in this economy, in this climate. So yeah, there's no pleasing me. I, I honestly, I'm going to have to give wing it and grill a try and then, and then report back. That's just, uh, that's just what's going to happen. So yeah. By the way, to put a nice PS on the, the trip down to South Carolina, I forgot to mention that we did watch Hocus Pocus 2. Here's my review of Hocus Pocus 2. <laughs> I'm kidding. It was not that bad. I think, you know, people are upset because uh, I'm sure there are a lot of people that are worried about the being wokeified and, and the woke mob. And uh, it's a legitimate concern. It, it tends to distract from the movie more times than not. It's it, But it's almost a foregone conclusion that almost every movie is going to have that woke moment where it's just like, well, you had to, yep, you pat yourself on the back. There you go. There you go. But uh it wasn't as wokeified as as a lot of people thought. A lot of it's like it's typical. This that's just progress. That's D I D I and whatever the hell the, the fourth one is now. There's a fourth one after D E I. So uh, all for that, but then there's still some moments where it's like, mm-hmm, 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 okay. So I liked it. I think the three the three witches really knocked it out of the park again. Um, I I like that they were into it and they they bought into it 100% and gave the best performances yet again. Yet again they were the best part of the movie. I did I think Sam Robertson or Sam Richardson is his name. He was in Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. He was the groom in that. He's also in that uh, Amazon Prime movie The Tomorrow War with Chris Pratt. He's in that using the the Detroiters on Comedy Central. He was in I think you should leave now, the Tim Robinson show on Netflix. 
Very funny dude. He was also in that recent Apple TV show where it was like murder, uh, 20th year reunion murder mystery, which uh, I dug a lot. So I love him. And I like the, how they worked his character into the movie. The younger women, it was like, all right, I get it. <laughs> okay. And then, um, but uh, spoiler, no Max, no Danny, no Alice or Allison. I very confused as why that that couldn't happen. Like, I'm not saying that they needed to be a major part of the storyline. And my sister's like, well, they did show them in the flashback when Sam Richardson's character does the flashback because Sam Richardson's character, new character of the franchise, owns this, like, I want to say gift shop, but like magician, magic, magician shop, like shop of the occult, paranormal and all that stuff. So, um, you know, he gives like little shows or he tells stories about the Sanderson sisters and whatnot. And apparently, but I was confused because he's a gift shop in town. It's not the Sanderson sisters house, which is not in town. It's kind of like on the outskirts in the woods, but yet it was very much modeled after the Sanderson sisters home. And even the Sanderson sisters themselves were tricked, which I know they can be easily tricked, but like thought it was their home. So I was very confused by that. But in the flashback, you do see like Danny, uh, Max and Allison, like from behind. But you don't even know it's just like CGI or something. So I, I just felt like it, like you couldn't throw in a little cameo like here or there. Like, hey, we're, we we make this trip back every year to remember what happened. Or, you know, Allison and Max, they got married. And, of course, they had a kid and they got divorced because that's what all married couples do now. And Danny is stripping. I don't know. <laughs> it just popped into my head because it's a part of my script. And now I'm starting to second guess the script, to be honest. It's like, oh, how creative, Neil. Strippers. Wow. So kind of bummed that they didn't bring them back for just a little bit, like a nice little cameo, like right in a big moment. Um, and then uh, what's his face from Arrested Development? Tony something. He was in it. I thought he did a great job as the mayor. Um, they gave some pretty cool backstory to the Sanderson sisters, and that explains a lot of uh, their behavior and whatnot. There was an appearance by uh, the the boss from Ted Lasso, the Bridget Nielsen looking lady, who is, I, the, I mean, from the moment I laid eyes on her, I was just like, what are you doing to me? So um, she was in it as like the elder witch who kind of passed along powers to the Sanderson sisters. Some little cute jokes here and there. And uh, I mean, it's a good watch. Is it as good as the first one? Nah. I mean, they kind of repeated some of the similar beats. You know, there was a scene where the Sanderson sisters have to like they they find a talent show or like a costume contest where everyone dressing up like the Sanderson sisters and they don't finish in first. Very funny. That scene kind of went sideways because it's like we're going to put a spell on you guys, but then we're going to give up on you like five minutes into it because you're too slow. It's like, OK, weird. But overall, not as bad as I think a lot of people might have made it out to be, you know, like oh, this doesn't capture the original whatever and uh you know there's some moments that they throw in and it's like huh, well you check the box good for you good for you but uh, it is missing like my i always thought my one of my favorite parts in hocus pocus is when the, the bus driver picks up the sanderson sisters and he says a bubble bubble am i in trouble like it that whole scene and i know uh the younger generation and um maybe some more pc folks would be like oh that's what that's what's was so bad 
about the original was scenes like that so wrong and awful and, da, da, da. and it's like it's a bus driver trying to get laid and it's three sisters who are not on the same wavelength they don't they're you know i think that's what adds to the humor of the scene is like they're talking about two different things completely but uh and that's what made it so funny but apparently no it's cringy yeah just like me yeah. and then palmetto farms i i made up i kind of did a big hype up for the palmetto farms and then i just completely like didn't really talk about it other than the fact that it was severely overdressed there were pig races. I tried to catch video of it, but it was it was packed. Just uh, the bodies lining the, the the chicken wire fence around these uh, the pig racing track. The pigs were not like full grown adults. They looked like little little ones, little piglets. And when they squeal, dude, it sends me up a wall. I can't. It it always freaks me out. And that and yet I look around, and maybe it's just the south, or maybe it's just people who are used to living on a farm. But like, there are some people that they hear. They hear the squealing and it, it makes them laugh and it, it it's completely throws me off. I'm like, oh, so you just, so you like slaughter for a living? That's what you, you slaughter? The squeals, they throw me off. I can't, <clears throat> I can't handle the squealing, but try to get some footage, but people were, were, it was intense. It was probably like two or three rows deep. And they also said not to crowd the fences and that it's not, it's frowned upon and everyone did it. <laughs> so I was trying to respect their wishes. Um, but pig races, I have not, that was, that's my first ever pig race. And it's literally, they just open up the, the one gate. I mean, the one guy was just full on dedicated to humping his brother and or sister. You know, it's the South. What are you going to do? <sighs> JK. Okay. That's hack. That's hack, bro. I know it's hack. But so yeah, the one pig was just like all about, like he was put into, or she was put into his own little, uh, holding area. And, um, he could not stay there. He had to get a piece of that sweet, sweet pig booty. So he did not finish well. <laughs> but the, you open the you open the gates, the fence, and, and they come running out, and then they just do a, a yui. It's like down here, and on the way back, and they can haul. They can move pretty fast. I was uh, I was actually surprised about that. There was a, and now that I think about it, this might be how I got pink eye. <laughs> There was a cow. Well, first of all, my nephew is permanently sick. I, I've never visited in him not be sick. And every time I talk to my grandmother and my sister, or my mom and my sister, he's sick. It's just like, he's just sick. That's who he is. That's, that's, his, that's his brand, his sickness. And so uh, when, you know, he gets to the point where he just, he gets so frustrated or whatever that he just rubs all the mucus and spit and saliva that's coming out of his nose and his mouth. And it's a lot. It's like, turn off the faucet, bro. Like it's just constantly coming out 24 seven, never stops. He's just wiping that with his back of the hand in his hands and just wiping it all over his eyes and the rest of his face into his hair. Like it's, it's, it's not just, <laughs> it's not just, you know, uh, eye drops it's also hair gel like that's his saliva and mucus and um so that's just permanently all over him and we went to this farm and the cow the first cow that we see is is essentially my nephew in cow form just like drool and snot just all over this this cow's face but unfortunately for him he doesn't have you know the dexterity to take his big old paw hoof and rub that all all up in his eyeballs and his and his follicles. So, of course, that cow uh, exchanged fluids with my nephew. He <laughs> got a little too close, and they made out. And so that's that's uh that's probably looking back on it how that got how this all 
shitstorm got started. There were some goats and either llamas or alpacas, which was fun because then you had people say, is that a llama or an alpaca? Is that a llama? Is that a llama or an alpaca? Do you know if it's an alpaca or a llama? It's like, I don't know. But if you said either one of those, I'd be cool with it. And I won't tell anyone else, I swear. There is this corn maze. I got to say something about corn mazes. This might be the first corn maze I've ever been in, first and foremost. How I've never been in a corn maze before bottles the mind. Corn mazes on the surface on paper sound like innocent little ventures. Like, oh, we're going to like, we're going to go in and it's like a maze and we're going to find our way out. Oh my God, how funny is that? Everyone has that mindset going into it. Like no one's actually scared to go in a corn maze, right? Everyone's like, oh, this will be fun. Oh, we use teamwork and collaborate and we'll get out of here in no time. <laughs> we can't wait to figure this out very quickly and not panic at all whatsoever. But there's a there you make two, three, four turns. You're like, I don't remember where I came from. Like I remember turn right and then left. And so my sister ended up cheating and taking out the phone and, and, and she like Googled like <laughs> the maze that we were in and you could see an overhead picture and it's like, oh, okay, we're right there. But when you're in the shit, these corn stalks are friggin' tall, dude. They're like eight feet tall, at least, I think. So once you actually get into the heart of the corn maze, that's when it's like, oh, we might live here now. Got it. Like, I don't, we might as well, I think we're going to set up shop over here. You gather some twigs, the fire. I guess I'll hunt down a rat or something and we'll get this party started. But yeah, that definitely crosses a lot of minds, especially kids. I think like adults should know better. Like I should know better. Like I should go into the corn maze and somehow it's like, okay, you got them. You're going that way with the kids and I'm going this way with these kids and, and we'll just, we'll meet up later. And all of a sudden, like two minutes later, everyone's by themselves somehow, like alone. And you're like, how did we, how did we get this separated? What, what, what just happened? Almost makes me think there's some kind of chemicals in the corn that you breathe in. <laughs> no. No. Yeah, so there was definitely a couple <laughs> moments panicking. And then you hear a kid crying and you think it's your kid. And you're like, oh, I'm, I am officially the worst parent in the world that I got my kid lost in a corn maze and now they're going to get murdered. Cool. Yo, Dateline, what up? Got a hot story for you. So, yeah, that, that's my, my take on the corn maze. It's just like, and we ended up coming out and getting out in a, in a decent amount of time. What's what's crazy is that there were kids, like little kids, that were there was a group of uh, adults and their young, I'd say like post college, maybe late twenties, you know, two couples who were struggling. Which hate to tell you, but that is a that is a clear cut sign. You guys are gonna split up and you're gonna get divorced. Take it from me, no. And like kids were getting out before they were, but then so we all got out, and my ne my niece was still kind of in the corn maze. And I was like, okay, so do we give it five minutes before we send in a rescue unit? Like, how long are we thinking here? And so eventually her, her father made her way in, made his way in and, and pulled her out. But there was a, it gets tense. It gets tense. Corn mazes, I tell you. Probably the only thing where you go into it thinking, oh, this will be fun. We'll do a nice little walk through the corn to... Uh, okay, who are we eating first if we're stranded here? Like, you have the most meat on your bones. I feel like you taste the best. And then, in addition to the corn maze, they have this cotton maze, <laughs> which I, you know, 
we don't need to get into the 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 sordid history of cotton, but this corn maze, I mean, sorry, the cotton maze, it's just like they're not eight foot tall bales of cotton. They're like at your ankles. <laughs> so it was like the complete opposite of the corn maze. Like that is the mentality. You can you can have that mentality in the cotton maze where it's like, all right, well, I'm just going to step over this cotton and get the fuck out of here. But <laughs> yeah, that one kind of threw me off. I was like, oh, interesting. Not necessary either barrel rides where they like cut out i guess these metal barrels and the kids get in them and they kind of just drive around in a snick snaky fashion around the the the, <laughs> the farm premises and oh god <laughs> this this one really kind of threw me for a loop it's just like a play pit like a ball pit you'd see at a mcdonald's playground or something to that effect a ball pit but instead of balls it's corn kernels. Something about that just it doesn't sit right. Okay, don't sit right with me. Okay, kind of gets my gets my panties in twist. Yeah, that was that freaked me out. And of course, every kid wanted to take off not only their shoes but also their socks. And it's like I don't know that you need to do that. It's like I know that kid's doing it, but that kid's going to jail. Okay, they had the the big Papa shot, which uh. You know, this is how I don't take a lot of things in life serious, but the things I do take serious in life should not be taken seriously. I will say that. (laughs) Papa shot. I was getting frustrated and upset because I was wearing a button down shirt. Again, the layers. I layered up. Big mistake. And it limited my shooting abilities, (laughs) limited my range, my flexibility. And so I was not at my peak performance on the Papa shot. They also had a mini Papa shot, which I feel like they probably should have put the mini Papa shot first because all the little kids come over to the big adult Papa shot and you're like, all right, I guess I got to stop shooting for this little squirt. Go ahead. Ah, you almost had it. Oh, no. I sound like such an a-hole. But then they, they they realize, okay, this is maybe a little bit above my pay grade. Let's go over the mini Papa shot. <laughs> so, yeah, that was uh, that was the was Palmetto Farms. Although the slides, dude, I, I know I talked about the slides. I mentioned the slides in the in the previous podcast. So they had massive slides towards the front of this uh, farm. And this one kid, this was his shtick for the entire day, was I'm going to scream bloody murder every time I come down this slide, and it's going to get a reaction every time. And sure enough, it got a reaction every time. I stood there and I was like, oh, because there's a rotating menagerie of friggin' people that come in and out, and so they see it for the first time. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> It's kind of like the flight attendant in Spirit who does a stand-up comedy routine that fucking sucks. But yet there's like three people that come up to him. Like the, the people that come up to him aren't never, as far as I can tell, will say, hey, man, stop doing that. That was really annoying. And uh, I just wanted to sleep. And you just kept talking and you were loud. And none of it was funny. Stop doing it. No one went up to him and did that. Instead, he had all these people. I'll just say that. Who go up to him and be like, oh, you're so charming and personable and charismatic. I love it. I enjoyed it every minute of it. And so that's kind of the similar situation with this kid going on this screaming murder down the slide every single time. So, <laughs> and then there was another, I mean, yeah, I got some good video of it though. <laughs> I will say that. So yeah, that's, that's Palmetto Farms. Hell of a time. So that wraps up the the South Carolina trip for everyone who was in who's like, Hey, you, you mentioned the corn, you mentioned a corn maze. 
I didn't hear anything about the corn maze. So yeah, that's life.